So I'm trying to cut back a little bit. So I'm probably going to list about 85 houses this year. (laughs) Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. It's Tuesday morning, and we've got an amazing guest host for Tactical Tuesday today, Liz McDonald. Liz, how are you? I'm great. Good to see you, Jesse. Good to see you, too. <laughs> I saw you, you, you saw me uh, grooving along to the Beach Boys in the dance party, right? Oh, absolutely. We got some of our crew here, and we'll get the Facebook live streaming in a minute. Uh, that'll be rolling, so we'll have half the crew and Facebook, half the crew here. We'll get questions from everywhere. And Liz was nice enough to come on here when I was like, hey, Liz, will you talk to the crew and just like teach them stuff? She's like, what do you want me to teach? I'm like, I don't know. You sell, you know, 100 listings a year. Can we talk about that? And so if you guys, if you have a goal to sell, you know, 100 listings a year, awesome. If you have a goal to sell 10 listings a year, awesome. There still will be things you can learn. You don't have to be a high volume listing agent to take something away from this. Um, but if that is your goal and you're like, look, in this market, listings is where it's at. Because do you agree, Liz, in this market, listings are where it's at? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, um, you know, when you're getting multiple offers on everything, you know, put a shack up and somebody's going to make an offer on it. Yeah. So uh, give people a little, uh, a little background on uh, the area you cover, how long you've been there and, and how many listings will, will, you, will you take this year? Okay. I am, I'm Liz McDonald, as Jesse said. I am uh, based out of the uh, West Virginia, Virginia and Maryland, um, outside of Washington, D.C. Um, with a, a, a team. I'm a broker owner, so I run kind of a team ridge model um, here in, uh, in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia and northern Virginia. And uh, I will likely list, I'm trying to cut back a little bit, so I'm probably going to list about 85 houses this year. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you on camera, I hope you smiled when, when you heard her say that. I'm trying to cut back. I'm going to list about 85 <laughs> houses this year. Okay. Well, I, uh, yeah, and I have some amazing listing agents on my team. So we're, we're dishing them some, some listings and getting, getting um, you know, trying to get things off my plate to do other things too. Uh, but, but, but you're still taking 85 yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love it. So uh, I don't know if you, as you were thinking about, you know, where you want to start, if you have some place you want to start, let me know. Otherwise I'll just start asking you questions. Do you, do you have any place you want to start or can I, can I just, I do, can, well, I, I have a place to be, but um, I can get there. So if no, you no, want to no. ask me questions, we can go there. No, no, you, you start, you take it away guys. If you have questions, type them in the box, type them in Facebook. We will ask them here. Uh, but uh, yeah, you just take it away, Liz. And then uh, I'll, I'll be here. Cause I, I just, anytime you get a chance to ask questions of someone who does as much volume as you are, it says, I mean, Liz is amazing. So take it away well, and I'll just keep Thanks, Jesse. And I'm not, I'm not giving some speech, but I was just thinking about it this morning. And I was thinking, you know, one of the reasons, um, Jesse, that people, one of the reasons people love Jesse is because you know, Jesse cares about you, right? And that feeds people. And one of the, one of the things I think that I'm good at and helps me um, get listings is that I help people realize that I care about them. Right. I think we all have this. Um, we're all sort of middle school kids at heart. And we all have this sense of, well, maybe they don't like me or maybe I'm not cool enough or maybe they don't like my house. 
Uh, and so if we do incomplete follow-up, we run the risk of having people feel like maybe, maybe Jesse doesn't want to list my house because he doesn't like my house. And so maybe I'll just go find some other agent because I didn't, because I haven't heard from him in a week and a half or, you know, a month. I know you're not, I know you're not interested in listing until November. Um, So I'll follow up with you in October. Well, that's great. But right now it's April and in three weeks, they want to know you still care about them. And they want to know that you actually want that listing. And sometimes that looks like, just touching base with them and telling them how you're going to follow up with them in the meantime. And sometimes that means not waiting for them to call us as agents, right? Because they don't think we like them because we're all middle schoolers and we're waiting for them to call us to, um, so that they like us when, if we made, if we did the reach out, we would actually be giving to them. So that, that's a huge thing for me. And I just want, I want to lead there because I think that that, that I think it, it's probably true for all of our clients, right? Whether, whether they have a house to sell or whether they're looking to buy or whether um, it's just a friend in the office or family member, you know, it, it's probably true of all of us. We all sort of feel like that, um, that middle school student, just, just wanting people to like them. And um, if we can help that for other people, it makes a big difference in our results. I, I love that, Liz. And it's so true. And as you said it, I don't know if anybody else had this feeling pop in their head, but I literally had a seller pop in my head. I'm like, oh, I probably should follow up with them. Right? I have, like, <laughs> anyone else raise your hand if you're on camera? Do anyone else have someone pop in their head? She's talking, thinking, oops, I'm probably doing a complete follow up with this person. Okay, a couple of people raising their hand if you can see it. Like, like me. Yeah. I thought of somebody as I was saying the words. <laughs> <laughs> we just, you know, we, it's, it's good enough, right? I'm going to get, I'm going to get that document sent to you in a week or whatever. And, um, and I will follow up in a week because that's what I said I would do. But if I can follow up more quickly, and if I can send an email when I get back to the office, it just says, Hey, it was really neat meeting you. I really love your house. Can't wait to work with you. And it, people are like, it's all the world to them. So, so, so as you're selling a high volume listings, it's still the little things about helping people to know that you actually want to work with them that make a difference. Yeah. And it, and it, it doesn't even have to be that you like them, right? Cause you don't love everybody, but letting people know that you want to work with them. I had a, um, I had an interesting experience where similar to what I was just talking about, about timelines. Um, I, was meeting with a client and her sister was in town from maybe Myrtle beach or something. And she said, Oh, I need an agent. And I said, Oh, you do. This is, this was in February. I said, Oh, you do. Okay. Have you met with anybody down there yet? And she said, well, I met with somebody on um, in November and I know I don't want to list till April. Now this is just in February, right? I met with somebody in November, right around Thanksgiving. And I haven't really heard from him since. Cause so I don't think that he really wants my listing. He must not like my house or something. Right. And, um, I, uh, and I, so I dug a little bit and I said, okay, well, you haven't heard from him at all. Well, he sent this email at new year's to say like happy new year's, but that was kind of weird. Um, cause it wasn't just me. He sent it to, he sent it to a couple of people. And then, um, I think he may have left me like one message since then. So I think he just doesn't like my house. Um, and so I just need to find an, an agent who wants to sell my house in April. It's still two months away. Um, <laughs> um, cause now this agent was doing what she had said to do, right? 
is I don't want to sell my house until April. So he said, probably, okay, I'll follow up in March. Well, in February, she was thinking about it and realizing she hadn't heard from him. And where do we all go? We all go to, oh, they must not like me. Interesting. So, so out of the 85 li- or so listings you'll take this year, how many of them have you followed up with, do you think, for more than, I don't know, let's just say six months? <laughs> uh, 50% maybe. 50%. Okay. So for those of you that are thinking, I want to do more listings. Interesting, right? Look at that. The significant majority of Liz's leads are coming with at least six months of follow-up. I think for most of us, we define six months as maybe yeah. more even. Yeah. I had, I had a, um, a great listing who's actually come to be maybe eight or 10 uh, listings over the last couple of years who I met with him in January. He signed a listing agreement. He was going to do a little work to the house and be ready for like early March. Signed the, signed the listing agreement in this case. And I followed up and called him and texted him every month and never heard from him, except I think in July, he texted me back. He said, not ready yet. Sorry, Liz. And um, I just called him and texted him or texted him every four four weeks or so, because I didn't want to bug him, right? We don't want to bug people. But that's just your line. you know. I just don't want to drop the ball on my end. I I don't want to harass you, but I also don't want to drop the ball. So can, you know... How are how's it going? Right, whatever that is, it's not harassing people. They want to hear from you. I talked to him. I think I called him and left a message and um, or texted him every month for thirteen months. And the following March, he called me. He said, "Liz, I'm ready to list my house. Can we get it on next week?" Oh, I hadn't heard from him. He didn't. He didn't answer my call once. <laughs> So, so no responses in 13 months. And, and it's, we're getting some questions in the box. So I'll just, they're appropriate okay. now. I'll just kind of jump in. So, so you, you said you're calling, texting, and emailing, even if yeah. you don't get a response. And, and what sort of, what's the messaging? Are you just, are you literally each time you're saying, hey, just checking in? Hey, just checking in? Hey, just checking in? No, you find something like, yeah. hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. What's, you know, what's going on? I know you're ready in March. Still painting? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Do, Whatever do most, that is, right? Yeah, do, do most people overthink the follow-up? Does it really matter more? Is, I mean, you got to be in context. Is it more just being consistently there and showing you care? Yeah. There are like 13-year-olds who think they're not in the cool club and they want to be in the cool club. Yeah. That makes sense, guys. Don't overthink the follow-up, right? She's doing this. And, and how are you building this this list, because I'm assuming it didn't just start one day and you started listing a hundred homes. It kind of built up, especially for this pipeline. Are you doing a lot of marketing to generate them? Are they coming from referrals and sphere, all of the above? Yeah. Referral, referrals and sphere, sign calls, um, referral um, relationships that I have, uh, all of the above, uh, you, you know, reviews. Um, Literally. I have a lot of different um, lead sources. Okay. So again, not, this is not like going to rock your world, but just want you to notice she's doing the same things that you guys are doing just at a higher level with a lot more people building a bigger list, stacking, 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 stacking until you get to Mm -hmm. 85 to hundred a year. And now enough layering. layering. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. So so I I don't know if you have an answer for this one off the top of your head if you want to think about it, but as you've built this, amazing listing business. Are there any lessons that you've learned that you wish you learned sooner? I think I led with that. That's the lesson that you learned. I think the biggest lesson I learned, I mean, who, what kind of stupid person follows up with somebody every month with zero response for over a year? Like that's just (laughs) dumb. They're not even like saying hi back. 
And I think I was holding on to the fact he'd come to a he'd come to a, a, a client event of ours um, with a friend, which who was his referral source, right? It was a friend that we'd done a referral with, and um, I had had a beer with him and talked to him. And I think I was just hanging on to that because I'd had, you know, more relationship than otherwise. But here's here's the thing: out of that relationship, actually, this is good, Jesse. Let's talk about that. He came from a house on the top of a hill um, that was hard to get to on a gravel road that had, um, it was a divorce situation. Husband had gotten the, the house in the divorce. All the carpet had been ripped out um, and a bunch of other things had happened. So, and it was a short sale. So it was a very, and this was five years ago, maybe. So it was a very specific kind of buyer. And it was, there was some question as to whether the house was actually falling off the hill at the time. <laughs> so I took that listing. That was, that was a cold call. They came out of nowhere. I don't know. They, I don't know if they looked me up on a website or what. Um, they decided they liked me. They interviewed three agents. They liked me. I didn't hear again from them for about two years. Um, and then this was a referral, the friend down the street from that one that lasted for a year. And then in quick succession last year, I think I did, <clears throat> excuse me, eight transactions that was what that came out of that, short sale five years ago. Wow. And so that's the kind of stuff you can't predict and you can't necessarily make happen. It's a, it's a time in situation as well and uh, cont continually creating those, those relationships. So um, in this case, they um, came out to a client event that we had um, at a brewery and um, we reconnected and they brought a friend and, um, and, that just kind of rolled. I was their person and they love having a person. Um, and it just rolled from there. Interesting. All right. So, so, so uh, we've got a couple of questions in here and we can Good. dive into how do you become their person in a second? I'm just curious if you, if you track your numbers, um, top couple lead sources, or do you know where the majority of the, of the, if that means all these different layers, but do you know where the majority of, of listings come from the top one or two sources? Okay. If I say sphere and past clients, does that count? Yeah. I mean, is yeah, that, is that absolutely. We're looking at about 45, 50% or uh, 40 to 50% are sphere and past client. Okay. So, and so yeah. And referrals. Love it. So, so then as you're, as you're becoming that person, we'll spend a few minutes here and then we'll talk about the back office side, Connie. I see the good question there on the back office. So on the, on the front side, um, when you become the person, like, are you just doing a lot, what are you doing to follow up and to become their person? Is it events, mail, call, email, a little bit of, like, is it really just a little bit of everything you've layered together? Is there any certain things that jump out for you? That's really annoying because it's like not something that you, cause like here, do this thing. It's a magic bullet. Here's your magic wand and you will have, you will be the person. Um, for me, it's these people's love language is beer. So, you know, <laughs> Some people that I lucked out in that way. So we had a brewery event, right? Um, I did a housewarming for them in which case, in, at which point I bought them a keg of, I think it was Bud Light because that's his favorite beer and delivered it and said, welcome to your new house. I'm so happy for you because that short sale from five years ago could then qualify. It was, must've been three and a half years ago because then they qualified to buy a house last year. So um, their love language was beer. That's weird. Um, <laughs> I, I love it. Sometimes it's, you know, texting. Hey, how's, how's your mom's house doing? Um, you know, is she back from the hospital? Has she moved in with you yet? Do you still need to sell that house? But it's not, um, 
And it's not necessarily, I'm not their best friend. Like I didn't go to the party where I bought the keg. I'm not their best friend. I'm, I'm delivering ex- excellent service and I'm checking in on them and I care about them. They know that, but I'm definitely not like chummy. Um, in fact, there are very few clients that I'm super chummy with. Um, I guess that's just not my personality, but I'll text. I'll, I, which way do they like to communicate? I have clients who really like to text. Okay, I'm just checking in. How's, how are things going? How are the flowers look this spring? Whatever. Um, how are the kids doing? Um, but I'm not good at that stuff. Jesse, I'm actually terrible at maintaining those relationships. So I've had to create things like client events. Those are things that I have to do to check in. Like I have to send out the invitations. I have to check in and say, hey, are you coming? I have to follow up and say, hey, thanks for coming or so sorry we missed you. Um, Those are things that I have to do. And then that helps me to be better at follow-up. So you've created systems to force yourself to be good at follow-up basically. Yeah, it's not natural. I think some like a lot of people, I feel like a lot of realtors out there are like, you know, they have a Rolodex in their head and they're like little Johnny's broken arm and um, is he back from the hospital yet? And I'm going to text five different best friend clients and talk to them today. And that's just not how I work. But I know I have a spreadsheet that says, um, and, it, and it, I know I probably should have it in my CRM, but I have a spreadsheet that says, you know, Michelle's mother is going to need to sell our house in a year and it's on a spreadsheet and I have the address. And so I remember when I look at that every week, I remember when I need to follow up on that and I'll just shoot a quick text or a call or whatever. Yeah. But I love the fact that you say, I have it on a spreadsheet. It should be in a CRM. You said a number of things, by the way, today. You're like, I should be X, Y, Z. And yet you're still going to list 85 houses this year, right? You've figured out systems that work for you. So for everybody else, I hope Mm -hmm. that gives you hope and gives you a little motivation that there's trainers and gurus that all tell you to do it certain ways. But as you create things and make them your own, that really is some of the most powerful things. I I love that, Liz. Um, If we can... It's not going to be perfect. I think that's the other thing I want to say is it's just, it's not perfect. Just do it. Yeah. Just get into action. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's talk. I do have some questions about action, but let's, I just want to spend a few minutes. Uh, Connie asked a question about your back office. Did you layer, uh, you know, layer on layer on the, on the admin in the back office as well as you were hiring? And and how did you go out kind of building that side of it? Ah. Let's see. So I started, I started a property management company 10 years ago, 11 years ago now. Um, so I originally added administrative help for both, both the property management side and the, um, the sales side. I didn't realize I was a realtor really until I was about three or four years into uh, my company. Um, but the first, my first hire was a um, admin slash um, uh, receptionist slash phone answer slash sort of all around transaction kind of person. Um, but I would not qualify as a transaction coordinator by any means. Um, sort of a all around helper um, is the first, the first layer of help. Um, and I tend to be somebody who hires part-time and make it full-time as opposed to in my market, I can do that. Um, is hire somebody and see how it works as a, as a contractor um, before I make them an employee um, and maybe do a four hours a day as I, as I layer that in. 
Um, and then I layered in um, a transaction coordinator as our transactions and, and helped her create her job. <laughs> and, then, um, and then a listing coordinator. Awesome. Love it. All right. Uh, Craig Chastain has a question. Good morning, Craig. He's wondering morning, Craig. when they're six plus months out, what items of value are you offering on the follow-up calls? Or I would ask, I guess, are you offering any items of value on follow-up calls? Craig, you're making me look terrible. No. I mean, I mean, like, I don't know. I call and say, hey, the market's still just like it was when we talked about it. Or, hey, uh, house down. I should, what I should be doing is have, I should have everybody on a little search. So they're automatically getting the houses in their neighborhood as they come available or as they go under contract. And, um, as it is, I just, you know, periodically shoot them something like, Hey, look, this one went under contract in two days. And Hey, look, there's this one down the street. Um, but again, how, how, do, you, how do you remember, how do you remember to do that though? To shoot that? I, I have a spreadsheet. Okay. So, so you're, so you're reviewing your spreadsheet on how often do you look at your spreadsheet? Several times, three, four times a week okay. as I'm doing my follow-up. So I have follow-up blocks. I have time blocks right. to this is, okay, this is where you follow up. Um, who do I need to touch to base with today? And here I have them separated into, I have my, my active listings that are um, signed. They're active. They're out there. I have my waiting to go active. So I have people sign listing agreements. As I pointed out with this guy um, who waited 13 months or something, I had him sign a listing agreement originally. Um, so he, I'm his guy, right? Like he's listing with me if he lists. Um, so I haven't, I haven't signed a listing agreement if they're willing to six, eight, 12, 13 months out, um, just so that we can get them into our marketing pipeline and get things going. Right. So I have a whole spreadsheet of these people are, I would forget about them. <laughs> you know, I need them in my marketing spreadsheet. And then I have, I know they're coming this year, but they're not active yet. And they haven't signed anything yet. And then I have another section that's just, they're coming at some point in the next three years, we think. And that again, should totally all be in a spreadsheet, but my brain worked without a spreadsheet or without, I mean, it should all be in a CRM, but my brain worked without a CRM for so long that I'm, some of those systems that worked so well for me, I haven't translated to a CRM. But, but that is in a way a CRM. Your spreadsheet is oh, your CRM. Totally. It's keeping you it's organized. Just, it's duplicating my CRM. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it, I love it. All right. I don't know. Craig, did that answer that? It did. I mean, I like you. I, I do the, the once a month, month follow-up. And I'm just like, hey, like, how's it going? I just feel weird. So didn't know if there was something cool that you do to... Spice you know, up. no, it's still just an update on the market. Hey, it's still going good. You know, I'm not sending them like recipes or calendars or anything like that. I'm, uh, it's totally like a, yeah, it's, it's about information. It's about keeping them informed without over-informing them. Um, and I'll tell people right now, especially I'm really telling people when we're signing listing agreements that far out, we need to regroup on pricing and on marketing um, you know, 30 days or 15 days before you actually list. So, um, because to, that, to that point, are you going, so if someone say they're, they're six months out, are you going on a listing appointment day one? Oh, absolutely. And you're getting a listing signed day one or posted for six months? No, I, 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 if they'll, if they'll sign it today, I can get them in my marketing pipeline. I can get photos, at least get, get them tentatively scheduled and I can start our pre-marketing. So that's, that, 
So that's what someone was asking. So what is your conversation with the seller around signing the agreement that far in advance? Well, so if you go ahead and sign it, we can get this paperwork out of the way and I can get you in my marketing pipeline. So we'll be totally ready to go once it's time to go. I love it. Easy. I mean, you guys, I'm, I'm Minnesota nice. I grew up in Minnesota. I'm, you know, outside of Washington, D.C. now, but I grew up in, in, in Minnesota. So I don't, I'm not painting anyone in a corner. They don't have to sign. I'm not going to like, I'm not forcing them to sign anything. But if you give them the opportunity to, probably 35, 50% will. They've decided if they've decided you're their person, they might as well sign it now because then I don't have to go back out there again and like remember, walk through the house again and do the whole song and dance again. I've already done it and we can just communicate more quickly from here on out. Yeah, I love it. I I just, I'm watching everyone's faces. It's, I love how simple it is, Liz. (laughs) I do. I'm kind of embarrassed. Why? By how simple it is, because, you know, I should I should have like this, this system that's all perfect and put together. And I guess what I'm saying, you guys, is just be, you know, like, be nice to people, follow up with people, make sure they know you like them, even if you're not sure if they like you. Um, And sometimes that's a that's people feeling defensive about um, they're not going to show you they like you until you show them you like them. Um, It's middle school. It's just middle school. I love it. All right, we got about five minutes left. One more question. This is from the Facebook crew. Uh, was just texted over to me. Uh, Anne Marie was asking, where where did you find that that first helper when you were first started? Was it just any, I mean, are you placing ads, asking from friends? Where did you find that first person? First person was, I think it was like I just said on Facebook, "Hey guys, I'm looking for somebody to do X, Y, and Z." And actually, the first person I hired successfully came in just to run 1099s for my business. And it was enough 1099s that it took 40 hours over a couple of weeks. Um, And it gave me a chance to have a a discrete task to test her on. And from there, I added more tasks and kept her going for a few weeks and then decided to hire her. Awesome. So I'm assuming then that that's probably was an hourly position to start when you're testing someone. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was, or it was a, yeah, it must've been hourly, not project-based, but it was, it was very specific. I need you to do this thing. And when this thing is done, that's done. Um, and then we can add other things. So there wasn't any expectation that we were developing a long-term relationship necessarily. It just sort of happened that way. Yeah. And that was a friend of a friend on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. If anyone else has questions, we got a couple minutes left. I got one. Oh, here we go. John's asking, uh, where are your sellers moving to in general when they sell? Are they in the area, moving out of the area? That's a good question. I think I think I would I haven't done the metrics on that this year. I think I'm higher percentage this year are moving out of the area. I think a lot of people are moving out of area or into area in general right now um, and are more mobile than we've seen in the past um, with being able to work remotely or whatever. Um, so I'm seeing more people moving in this case, like the Carolinas, Atlanta, um, or Florida. I get a lot of Florida I have for a long time. And now all of a sudden I'm getting, um, sort of the mid the mid direction. Um, but maybe 50, 50, um, staying close. So this might be a good way to wrap this up and pull some of this together. Um, I would ask, if I were to drop you in a brand new market someplace where you didn't know anybody and you had to kind of start again, do you have an idea of what you'd do first? Um, 
The first thing I do is I would set up a Google business and I would get as many reviews as I could on my Google business immediately for that location. And I would see if uh, some of my very best clients have come out of open houses. I would see if I could run some open houses for some listings um, and maybe do some marketing around those. So whether that's a uh, uh, courtesy call to all the neighbors just to let them know that it's going to be a busy day on Sunday because we have an open house scheduled and just want to let them know about parking or whatever that is and then follow up on that. Um, and then maybe follow up after the property sells. Um, and I would just start developing those relationships. The other thing I want to say, actually, Jesse, is I also go on every appointment. So I think Craig asked, do I go on an appointment if they don't want to list for six months? I also go on appointments if there's if it's a disgusting house or one that other people might not want to list. Because like that example on the side of the hill with the short sale divorce situation with no carpet, like only subflooring. Um, those are the ones that um, they often lead to something down the road. And if nothing else, a really good practice. I love it. And you are such a sponge, Liz. I can tell you've just picked up. No, but you've picked up so many different little things and you just put them all together. I hope everyone listening to this get, get that, right? It's not like there's one magic bullet. There is no one thing of do this one thing and go list 100 houses. It's little by little by little, you put it all together. That was awesome, Liz. So good. Thank you. Thank you for sharing everything with us here. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. We will tag Liz in the post, guys. If you guys have questions for her, reach out. If you have referrals for her, even better. That's the best way ever to connect with someone is to start with, hey, I've got a referral for you. Right? And then ask whatever question you have. That's always the best way, right, Liz? Yep. But, and I'm happy to have, have people reach out if I can help in any way. And Jesse, I really appreciate your having me here today. Of course. This is fun. All right. You yeah. guys feel good? You guys ready, ready for your day? Awesome. All right. Well, Liz, thank you. This is awesome. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your morning. Bye, everybody. Have a good day. Thanks, guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.